3: And welcome to the in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad. And we're joined, as always, by... Uh, uh, uh. Bon viveur. Man about town. Roust about Pete Donaldson. Welcome. That'll be the first and last time we use that
1: introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you, Big love yourself it. Big you yourself love up. You
3: love it. Man about town. You know what I was going to say. Dr. Handsome. I was going to say, man who likes Japan. Yeah, the man man who likes Japan. The man who likes Japan. You you are jet-lagged, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm jet-lagged still. Hello, welcome, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, to 2020.
1: Holy moly. Exciting numbers. Welcome to the year of the Olympics, where the pigs will be. (laughs) Olympics. Olympics. I think that was a video game back in the day which genuinely started with the with game title and then
3: worked backwards. Speaking of video games, have Ooh. you mastered the Retro Pac-Man that I gave you as a present last week? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: listen
1: to <laughs> <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> For those of you that
3: missed last week's episode, I did buy Pete. Retro Pac-Man mm. video game. You can see it on the Abroad Perspective YouTube channel, my apparently, second channel. Apparently, and um, a lot of the ghosts in this that's me, no, way. that's
1: me uh, winning. That's me winning a level. That's the, that's the noise it makes. Yes. Um, uh, apparently, all of the um, animals, animals, ghosts,
3: have names. They each have... Yeah, they do. Was, Blinky, yeah. like Blinky and yeah. Steve and Pete and, and Roger. Incredible. There you go. Acquire, ah, acquire. Ah, how do you feel That 2020? Mate, the year
1: is full of promise for me. I'm hoping to acquire more bruises, more cuts, <laughs> more grazers. <laughs> more bruises and cuts. Hope and to separate my crotted artery. At some point. And to come to Japan. And to come to Japan as well, yeah. I'll be over in February, hopefully. Fantastic. Hopefully.
3: I don't even know where I'm going to be in
1: February. It's going to be cold, though, isn't it? It's going to be cold. It is. I'm being foolish, aren't I?
3: I don't know when you're coming in February, but I'm going with Natsuki to the Sapporo Snow Festival. Oh, cool. When's that? That is the first week of February. It's the greatest festival in Japan I've never been. Why
1: don't I go up? Yeah. Come along. First week of February. First
3: week of February is. Put it
1: in the calendar. I'm going to put it in the calendar. Put it in the calendar. Hang on. So, Jack. So, literally, I'm going to be landing, I reckon, on the 4th, which is the first week proper of February.
3: Okay. Well, we can make that happen.
1: Let's do it. Let's do, it. Snow, snow <laughs> Let's do a snow. snow bombing.
3: Let's do a snow. Snowbombing. Let's do a snow. Let's do a snow. But it's good to see you guys. I hope you've had a good Christmas. I hope ah! you, you've had a lovely time. <laughs> I, I came into the studio today to see Pete. I am in the UK. Maybe mm. the Christmas holidays. I came in to get a hero's welcome from Pete Donaldson, <laughs> having travelled thousands of miles to be yeah. here from Japan. Yep. The rice fields of rural Japan to the center of the British Empire. The dirt and the filth, the (laughs) Uh, smog and the nonsense. I burst into the studio waiting for an incredible reception Mm. champagne glasses, red carpets, fireworks. Mm -hmm. Uh And all I could hear was. (laughs) And there was Pete Donaldson flailed on a sofa, face down, (laughs) sleeping. And because it's a building where you need like a, a key card to get in, I had to like break in James Bond style. Yeah. I had to time it. So when other people came into the building, I'd sort of stand it. Stand it? <laughs> stand I stood it. I stood by the door, <laughs> timing it meticulously so I could sneak in mm. as other people use their cards. Yeah. Just because Pete was asleep, couldn't let me in. I was having a little snooze. St- <laughs> Pete is rubbish. I was and having a little snooze.
1: I was having a little snooze. Not
3: only that. But I'm still waiting on a Christmas present. I was
1: three podcasts deep at that to- at that point, so I was I, I'd been toiling all morning, and I just don't make it sound light, difficult. Podcasts are light. easy.
3: Talking on a microphone, yeah, but not when
1: you're doing like one ah. about nonsense, the next one's about football, the other one's about nonsense. I went around some guy's house, a guy called Rich, who did for a, a rival radio station, XFM or, or Radio X now I think they call it. Um, and uh, I went around his house and, and, and recorded a podcast over Skype <gasps> in his house in Bermondsey. Oh. I have a bit of that. And that's your excuse for falling asleep and not bringing me a Christmas present. It is the Christmas season. I've had too much green ginger wine. Oh dear. Too much picky tea. Do you have picky tea in your house?
3: I don't know what that is.
1: It's just like uh, leftovers and bits and bobs. You just find like a load of cheese, crackers, fruits. Is that
3: like a northern UK thing? All kinds of stuff. Just a picky tea where you just pick at it. It's (laughs) like a different country where you're from.
1: (laughs) As I get older, I'm increasingly realising that it really is and all. A strange place. It's a strange place. Mm.
3: I look awful. Oh. Uh, look at my shoe. You know
2: what? No, you know what, you
3: know what? I didn't get for Christmas. Is that, a, this is year? that an Imperial Armani? I've got <laughs> right? Have you got Armani oh trainers? I've got Armani, as you Hello? know... Hello. I spend about five dollars <laughs> a year, five pounds whatever, mm. on clothes. Yeah. I don't like buying things. I'm very stingy and terrible. I'm basically Scrooge, right? But slightly better looking. But you've got... <laughs> and. The, this is the one thing I bought this year, ladies and gentlemen. Armani I shoes. Some, um, I can't even pronounce it. Emporio Armani yeah. shoes. Because I always buy the crappiest shoes from like a pound store, mm. uh, a dollar store, and this is this is the one thing I bought. They're like 120 pounds for these lovely shoes. Yeah. And there's a hole in them now. Oh no! Well, can't you see the hole? Look at that.
1: Where? It's there. Oh,
3: in the top. Oh, yeah, it was canvas though, wasn't oh, oh, it? Awful. You
1: can see your pointy shoe. Cut your toenails on I, 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 was, was,
3: I was hoping Father Christmas was going to bring me some brand new Emporio Armani shoes. And all I got was some socks. So disposable. like
1: There's no reason why that couldn't be fixed. Well, I d- it annoys me,
3: that sort well, of thing, doesn't it? Well, you can, they, they, they you can fill good. the hole of Father Christmas when <laughs> I come get you back into the studio next week. What size are you? I am size 10. Jesus. Yeah, big feet. Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's ladies. dive in to the news of the week. We all kick right off 2020 with some news, some encouraging news. The world of love and romance. Oh, uh, there was a study sexy. recently by a Japanese career website called Shigyo Job. Shigyo Job. Shigyo Job. Shigyo, I think, it means employment. Oh, like Shigyo. Shigoto means job, doesn't it? Yeah, so. Shigyo means like employment. Shigyo. Ah. So they've used not only a Japanese word, but an English word, Shigyo Job. Busy. It's clever that. Busy. Lot, lot <laughs> going on there. Uh, it's a study, and they found that, uh, well, they found the four jobs. Japanese women like in a guy. Oh! And now, without looking at the notes, I want you to guess what they are. What is the most popular job? I, I want to marry a man who is number one. And this is CEO of Amazon. <laughs> not Jeff Bezos. Right. Uh, 42% of women said this is the one thing they want in a guy. This is the, this is the career they want their husband to have. What is Sex it? Sex instructor. I'm joking. Uh, no, I, we've, done this, we've done this sort of thing before where it always surprises you what
1: Japanese women want. It is always it? a yeah. surprise. Is it something like coffee shop, barista or something? No, that was on the list there, wasn't it? That was on it? the list of yeah, attractive, tra- 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 attractive drugs. 26 Jobs.
3: traits, Japanese girls wanting a guy. I remember we yeah. did that in August, didn't we? Mm. And that was, yeah, for some reason they want a barista. Right. Something a, romantic about Do they, about they want a manage,
1: manager of something?
3: Uh, it's not a manager, no. Oh. The profession Rockstar. involves construction. Construction? Architect Yes 42% of Japanese women Want a husband Who is an architect Who is an architect Because it's a job That mixes both creative And technical aspects Ah That's Uh, cool It has a kind of Popular image of combining The world of artistic expression And and also yeah financial. also
1: Kind of like I want this poggle to go up here That's what an architect says I want this facade to do this Exactly I want to leave blueprints All around the house That's
3: what an architect does (laughs) And uh, they've got some quotes From uh, the, the women That did the survey uh, about why an architect fits the criteria. Yeah. Quotes that include, "We can plan how to build our ideal house together." Oh, that's, right. that's uh, sweet. I mean, I've... I
1: guess houses over there are quite um, each house uh, and a row of houses will invariably be different, unless you're in a massive yeah. complex. Like the, all of the designs are different if they're built from the ground up.
3: Yeah, and and There's well, no
1: uniformity is there.
3: Japanese houses are pretty disposable. They tend mm. to be knocked down after twenty, thirty, forty years because mm. they're made of wood or balsa wood which is like a world away from the UK where everything's made of bricks. Mm. Um, so yeah, they kind of get knocked down. There's, there's a sense that they get changed quite frequently. Yeah. So architects are in high demand, I think. But, mm. uh, another quote, I've always wanted to live in a comfortable, enjoyable house, and I could have him design it for me. Uh, I think he'd do a lot of do-it-yourself projects for me, and I he'd probably make a lot of money, and he'd take care of a lot of things when we build our house. Oh, That's what an architect does. And nice. that is why 42% of Japanese women want to date and marry an architect?
1: Well, we Are you not, an architect, Pete? If a girl is asking, yes.
3: <laughs> what do you do? We all know what to architect.
1: architect. Oh, what have you designed? Oh, Lord. You know the shard? Have you had the shard?
3: <laughs> that was me. <laughs> what's the second profession? After this is 20, 26% of Japanese women want this profession for their husband. Um, marry a guy that does this. Age between 20 to 39. Fireman. No. Oh. Quite the opposite, um, fire. Unless you're fighting a metaphorical fire, <laughs> right? Um,
1: uh, just a guy. I don't know. A lawyer. Oh right, hey. yeah, that's good. Yeah, a lawyer. Sorry, I did yeah, the metaphor, yeah, nice, right? clever, isn't it? And then a lawyer. It, and then uh, <laughs> after that, it's probably like. Banking enthusiast. Close. Tax, tax, tax
3: accountant. Tax accountant. Tax
1: accountant. That's boring though, isn't it? A lot of you know what, my friends you're are accountants. you are you going
3: to get much chat about I, that? Yeah, I've never really understood the appeal. I think if you like maths, mm. you know, if you listen to this podcast, ladies mm. and gentlemen, you are an accountant. Please tell us the appeal. Mm. And I'm not saying that in a snarky, twatty, horrible way. Oh, no, g- no, g- no. One, no. no, I, I think mm. I was always bad at math. I'm not a numbers person. But I think if you like numbers and moving numbers And, around, and if you
1: do know any accounts, my accountant is uh, sometimes a little slow <laughs> on the uptake and has to pay fines out of his own pocket because he keeps forgetting the file stuff.
3: That is probably not a good accountant. <laughs> no. And interestingly, the, thir- the fourth <laughs> thing on the list, so architect, 42% of Japanese women want to marry an architect. 26% want to marry a lawyer. 11% want to marry a tax accountant, and 8% <laughs> want to marry a certified public accountant. Wow, the certification. Wow, the next level God, up. These,
1: all these jobs are keeping me Real horn, Chris. It's really exactly. sexy.
3: Uh, <laughs> would you, out of those four professions, would I'd you la- rather marry an architect, a lawyer, a tax accountant, or a certified public accountant?
1: Architect means travel for me, so yeah, definitely there that. There go. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah.
3: Although a lawyer could be useful. Right. Could You never know. You get yeah, it's sticky but, situation. Yeah, but haven't in, in the
1: uh, Japanese system isn't like 99% of the cases that get to court. It's are crime, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, Another once matters. they get to yeah, but once they get to court it's really easy, isn't it?
3: You, well, yeah. Well, he true. clearly
1: did it. I mean, 1% of people get off in the Japanese court court system.
3: I think that tells us more about the flawed state of Japan Japan's yep. judicial system yep. than anything. Did you see they got they
1: were um something like 221st in the uh equality uh league tables Japan. This yes, week. Incredible.
3: It's not a surprise really. No, it
1: really isn't. I think it
3: is for to people who don't keep an eye. Mm. I think to you or I we see these stories over every day if, we, Well, if you, you are a woman in Japan, Japan, you still have a pretty big uphill battle mm. in everything you do, unfortunately. And you know, one of the reasons the uh, the uh, rate of the, the birth rate is so low is because as a woman you basically have to choose do you want to have a family mm. or do you want to have a career? Yeah, you can't. Have and both. it's really hard for women in Japan to have both. Yeah. You know, they have to choose and uh, it's a shame. They it is a, a shame They've got to sort that out from Miserable a fixer economy.
1: Bloody miserable Hey it's Ryan Reynolds And I'm here with Keith Co-star of my upcoming film If Only in theatres May 17th Do you want to tell people The big news
3: Anyway, we've got a message here from Becky. He says, hey Chris and Pete, I'm Becky from Somerset in England. And I finally caught up with the podcasts after binging on them on my journey to and from work as a chef at a boarding school. I'm visiting Japan for three weeks next summer and I'll be going to Kobe, Osaka, Hiroshima, Kyoto and finally ending up in Tokyo where I'll be staying for 10 nights during the 2020 Olympics. I've managed to get tickets for three women's artistic gymnastic events, six football matches, both men and women, a trampolining final and the hockey match. Oh, fuck. Wow. That's a good mix, isn't Somebody, it? Did you have to pay for these tickets? Was it free? <laughs> Great little mix, that. I have all my combination booked, as well as my flights, so I'm pretty well, pretty well organised. Uh, I'm just wondering <laughs> whether you and Pete were planning on doing a special podcast dedicated to the Olympics nearer the time to give any hints and tricks for those of us that will be in Tokyo during the Games. Much love. Becky, and she says, P.S., I will be in Kobe on my 25th birthday, uh, the 15th of July, so if either of you fancy celebrating with me, I'll supply the Kobe beef and Strong Zero. Your two (laughs) favourite things, Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a... Strong Zero is a bit Strong Zero. We had that, didn't we, in our Osaka trip. Mm, We did. I
1: do occasionally get pictures of people going, Why are you, man? I still get, get, like...
3: Daily videos of people going to Osaka <laughs> go in the well, yeah, um, Amerikimura, Amerikimura, the little American square, <laughs> going, oh, I'm, we're doing what you did. <laughs> we should do that. When you come to Japan a few weeks or months, we should, like, uh, like a treasure hunt. A Raw Japan podcast treasure hunt. A yeah. like, little, little trail of stickers and <laughs> excitement.
1: <laughs> Somebody made you some stickers,
3: uh, I saw. That's true. Yeah, I did get some Natsuki stickers for Christmas. Natsuki stickers. i those to good use. But um, on the subject of the Olympics, right. I... I'm, I'm going to hide away from Tokyo during the Olympics. Mm. I may even leave the country. I'm not sure. I suspect Tokyo and Japan is just going to be insane during the Olympics. Mm. Have you got plans on where you're going to be going? I'm going to be in a cave in Hokkaido. Atlantis. <laughs> Atl- Atlantis. To, I've been
1: hearing great things about Atlantis. Atlantis.
3: <laughs> I'm going to be in a cave in Hokkaido with a bottle of strong zero and some Kobe beef. Uh, no, I, I, we, we will do something. Mm. Obviously, we're going to have lots of foreign tourists going to Japan, so we will do everything in our power mm. to make sure you guys are prepared and get the most out of your trip. We'll be yeah. throwing tips and tricks at you and places to go off the beaten path uh, and sneaky places in between. Cool. Sneaky places like Bar Rockaholic. Bar Rockaholic. Pete's favourite bar in Shibuya. I think go a there. second
1: Bar Rockaholic, but I've never been to it. There you go. Yeah.
3: Life Girls. But we will be doing stuff on it, Becky. But... Uh, You've you've put everyone to shame. I, everyone else I've spoken to has said, oh, "I want to go to Tokyo in the Olympics. Should I book a hotel?" And yes, you should. If you're going to Tokyo oh God, for yes. the Olympics, for the love of God, do for it now. For the
1: love of God, book a hotel. If
3: you are going and you haven't booked a hotel, right mm. here, right now, go and do it. Booking. This isn't sponsored by I it. No, one. it's not. And my favorite one. But like, like, go <laughs> and go go at me
1: about coolish. Right now, sponsored. Go, go and do it. Booking's got Booking. Got they've got deep pockets. <laughs> let's get a
3: book up sponsorship alright then fine goal for 2020 what have we got next <laughs> Alex from Maidstone
1: oh Alex from Maidstone let me just get my I didn't get any right, I'll Sorry. do it you do it Fire, Sorry. you're fired I'd
3: put my bloody hi now, Chris and Pete been listening to Ugh. the start been listening since the start and have been watching the channel since I was at university back in 2013 wow mm. I feel old now sexy seven years mm. this will be my eighth year as a YouTuber, it's mental. How quick it's gone! It's insane. Since then, though, I've become more and more interested with all things Japanese, and decided to apply to the JET program earlier this year, the Japan Exchange Teaching Program. To my surprise, I got an email through last week telling me that I have an interview at the Japanese Embassy in early January. Whoa! It's just a few weeks away. Mm. I'm shitting it to say the least. <laughs> I know that both of you have applied to the JET program in the past, and Chris. You were obviously successful. I was obviously successful. Obviously successful, obviously. Chris Broad. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your experiences with Jet. How was the interview? What kinds of questions should I be preparing for? Any other general advice on how to not completely fuck it up? Cheers, Alex from Maidstone. Mm. Um, if you well, want some advice
1: on how to completely fuck it up, come to me. That's of course, I both
3: say. Pete and I did apply to Jet.
1: Yeah.
3: Only I, one of us got through. Yeah,
1: I didn't really uh you know, very well.
3: You know the reason I got through? Sexual <laughs> you damn you!
1: no give him a little pacman I arcade think machine.
3: I think the only reason I got through Fukushima right because I applied in 20 when was it 2012 I came on the jet program yeah one year after Fukushima yeah and I reckon because of Fukushima in 2011 there was less applicants because they thought right. well Japan might be a radioactive wasteland now we can't go there it's right. scary Okay, yeah. and so I was like one of four people that went I'll do it yeah <laughs> I'm desperate uh, and I think that's the only reason I got through I, I you still have to have some kind of aptitude for the for, well, I, for the test. If you look to my CV it was pretty awful. Mm. I, yeah, I I did like a teaching workshop at my university mm. where I learned nothing of value. I went to a Japanese class for like a day and I learned how to say desu, <laughs> which is something you don't even really say. No. Um so well, yeah, but I, I I I blagged it. I, I wrote on my my application that I read loads of books about Japan. Mm, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that, yeah. I read. I, I wrote about uh, a book that I read about Wabi Sabi.
1: Mm, yeah, it's is, the, kind of, is it architecture or something or like live, live your life?
3: It's a Buddhist aesthetic, right? Wabi yes, Sabi. Yes. Go and look it up W A B I S A B I Wabi mm. Sabi. sounds cool. Right.
1: Um, I, I think for a non-teacher, um, it's actually quite hard to figure out what an actual when you've not, when you've not been in a classroom properly. For like four years at university, I mean, you've been to lectures and stuff like that, mm. but it's not really practical teaching. Um, I think it's really hard to sort of figure out what they want to see from you from a lesson plan. So I think it's worth researching that side of things. Did you have to than... do a lesson
3: plan? Because I, I know a lot of people did. that did. If I you... think
1: we did, yeah, but I didn't do it very well. To Whatever
3: your backgrounds in, they will mm. tailor your interview to that. So if you've said okay. you've had extensive teaching experience, we've so done teaching before, they will make you do a lesson on the spot. And I've heard people right. do that. Okay. If I had had to do that, it would have been a shit show. Yeah. I'd have been thrown out the embassy. <laughs> in front of a bus, that would have been a disaster. Yeah, I don't even know how I got through. I think it's because I was smiley and happy, mm. and um, again, just time lucky timing. Mm. Um, and why didn't you get through? Uh, no bad idea. planning, bad uh, planning. no sleep, no and sleep.
1: just general shyness and unprofessionalism.
3: All the major tenets of uh,
1: an unsuccessful life.
3: Oh, uh, well, what I do oh, know, no. I mean, I, I've met with the people that run the jet program in London, they're very mm. nice people. Um, and it seems like they have an onslaught of CVs and applications come right. to them, you know, hundreds, thousands, and they have to go through. And what they generally look for are three things. One, some sort of teaching experience. Two, mm. an interest in Japan. Mm. And three, just your, your personality, if you're kind of a outgoing, exciting, loud extrovert, person, extrovert right. kind of person. Um, and so just show that you've got tangible experience in mm. at least one of those things. If you're interested in Japan, maybe you've been there, maybe you've done a martial art. They love people who've done a martial art. Really? If you've learned Japanese to a, you know, to a decent degree, maybe a university course or something, then you will really boost your chances. I'd say that's the number one way. If you speak any Japanese, yeah, to a proficient level, that's yeah. the main factor. Massively. Probably that's number 1. And then teaching prior teaching experience number 2. But mm. yeah, mostly they look for people that love Japan. Right. And a lot of people that do get on the JET program pretty much slip the net. Because I find <laughs> uh, I find a lot of people that love Japan deeply mm. might not be the most suitable for teaching. Well, very t- uh, it's two very different skill sets. I yeah, massively. I mean. uh, you,
1: exactly. Um, just because you love cars doesn't mean you can drive them all. Exactly. Okay. But there you go. Yep.
3: I don't know. Just show you've got tangible experience, Alex, in the fields of teaching, loving Japan, and being an extrovert. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully. Give them both barrels. But it is bloody scary. Don't drink too much caffeine before you go in because it will give you heart palpitations. (laughs) As I found. But keep us posted, Alex. Let us know how you got on. And uh, best of luck, mate. Good luck. Lovely old job. Hey, Chris and Pete. I found the podcast after becoming a fan of Chris's YouTube channel after finding his Things Not To Do In Japan video. And I spent (laughs) the next few weeks religiously, the next few weeks religiously watching every video on the channel to prepare for my first trip to Japan in January, February. My question relates to another video on the channel, which Chris recommends, uh, Mori Tower, I think, mm. for his best view in Tokyo, as you can see Tokyo Tower. I was wondering if you would recommend going at day or night. I'm a man of simple pleasures, one of which is seeing a city landscape lit up at night, and I intend to be in Roppongi at night at some point anyway. Um, just as a little extra, here's a great piece of Japanglish I found from description of a hostel in Kyoto during my research into my trip. Hope you enjoy and keep up the great work with the channel podcast, Luke from Middlesbrough. And he's got an, he's got an extraction from, I uh, am like, guess it's booking.com or something. Booking.com again. Again, jeez. not sponsored by booking.com. <laughs> um, I, it's kind of some sort of promo for the hostel. He says, our hostel is opened 15th of April, 2017. Our hostel located seven minute walking from Kyoto Imperial Palace. The subway and bus is the most comfortable for our guest. Our hostel is modern style and the environment is attractive and slightly fine. <laughs> we provide a breakfast with the all you can eat <laughs> yeah. we, pro- we also provide a various service <laughs> yeah. we also provide <laughs> a various service i struggle this is a great test yeah. try and read this mental weird shit without laughing we, pro- we also <laughs> provide you try and
1: turn it into proper English don't I'm you I'm trying
3: my best to make it sound normal yeah. we also provide a various service rental bike service comfortable shower room for the woman Oh. free-use laundry room and kitchen and so on. Lovely. Located in Kyoto, one kilometre from Kyoto International Manga Museum. Kyoto Morris Hotel. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. Kyoto's Morris Hostel um, features air-conditioned rooms with free Wi-Fi throughout the property. Guests can enjoy the on-site bar. Every room has a shared bathroom. Ooh. It, it, was, it was 50% awful. <laughs> but most of it was actually alright. Some of it, a little bit questionable. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they thought that would sell it. The line, a oh, hostel was modern style and the environment is attractive and slightly fine. Mm. Only slightly fine. And close to the manga museum as well. Yes. Have you ever been to the manga museum? That's the one thing people want to do when they go to Kyoto. Go to the manga the museum. The international
1: manga museum. It's just a library. This is where people are reading manga for it's not, ages.
3: It's not the Fushimi Inari Shrine. It's not the Tokyo Kyoto Monkey Park. No, nope. It is the manga museum. The manga museum. I uh, was there, uh, there was
1: a caterpillar that apparently bites. What? There's a caterpillar that lives in the um, undergrowth outside the manga museum. It said, please don't touch me, I bite.
3: How do you know that?
1: It was a sign that said please not touch me. Have my you mind. been there? I've been in the manga museum. Yeah. Oh, you've yeah, been yeah. there? Yeah. Wow. It's like just a lot of people reading uh manga. It's mental.
3: Don't go to the manga
1: museum. Unless well, go, you love manga. Go, it's interesting. There's a couple of like set pieces where there was a there was a really old like eighties uh manga called Black Jack, I think it's called Black Jack. Um Is it about where, gambling? No, it's about a boy who I think becomes a famous surgeon. After getting in a car accident, I want to say, and he had half of his face replaced by a black man's face. <laughs> it's pretty oh top God. shelf stuff.
3: Is that? Is it like kind of dodgy along the lines of racist dodginess? Or? Um, it's
1: no, it's fairly tame if I remember rightly. But it's you wouldn't get away with having a man that is half black face and half white face. Oh, why? Why did he become black half? Jack.
3: Black and half Maybe white. that
1: was the only facial right. uh, face they had going. I don't know. But what? it it it's just, it's a bit much for Western eyes. You're like, what is this? This is awful. But they had a little um, surgeon's trolley and you could get dressed up in scrubs and take a picture there. So uh, there's a picture of me dressed as a, as, a, um,
3: as a guy, as a surgeon. Well, you know what, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, five minutes ago, I didn't ever want to go to the no. Kyoto Manga, the Kyoto International Manga Museum. Yeah. But now... That's the only thing I want to do. But then later, when I, get, at, when I get to care. Later
1: at night, we went to a bar that was an anime bar. So it was like just a little bar. They had karaoke and you know f- five uh, chair kind of jobby uh, with loads of anime characters everywhere. Um, and the little girl, little girl that last behind the bar, did manga characters and stuff. She looked like she was an artist. And uh, she um, and she said, like, "Oh, what's your favorite anime?" And I went, oh, "I really like Blackjack. Jack." She gone, "That is a manga." <laughs> <laughs> that is not an anime. Is an anime out of it? <laughs> Sorry.
3: We should probably answer Luke's question. <coughs> um, Luke, yes, best place to see Tokyo at day and night <clears throat> Mori, Tower, R- Mori Tower. Have you been there? No. Nope. Mori Never Tower, really big skyscraper in Rapongi. Um, YouTube used to be based there, but they moved to Shibuya recently. Oh, Traitors. Yeah. Um, but from the top of Mori Tower, it's about 235 meters, and there's a sky deck. Cool sky deck. It looks like a Bond Villains lair on the mm. roof of a building. And the view is insane. It's right in the middle of Tokyo. For one side, you can see Tokyo Bay and Tokyo Tower. The other side, incredible views of Shibuya, Shinjuku, Imperial Palace. Honestly, I've been up quite a lot of skyscrapers in Tokyo. I've seen mostly Observation Decks. Mori Tower in Roppongi. Easily the bestest in the world ever. Go there <laughs> and you won't be disappointed. And as for whether you should go at day or night, I recommend going at Dusk. Oh, right in the middle. 4 or 5pm. Old hedge sitter. When the sun goes down over take the lights come on. Oh, it's magic. Lovely. It's like a magic. It's like a magic. Like a magic. <laughs> but it's the first podcast for 2020. I hope you Lots enjoyed it. Lots more to come. It's so much easier when we're in the same room. It is. We're in the same room. Mm. For a few more weeks. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Aye. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, as always... Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to AbroadJapanPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, have yourself a great week and enjoy the first week of 2020. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah.